coming up on this episode of Three Punks in a Pod. We were so young, we're sitting there, and we were like, I smell marijuana, I think, you know? <laughs> the drummer of Goldfinger paid a fan to eat a Twinkie out of his sweaty ass. I mean, really, when Five Finger Death Punch did Gone Away, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> if I could start people on fire with my eyes, <laughs> yeah, it would be exactly. happening right now. Welcome back to another episode of Three Punks in a Pod. This episode's going to be a little different. We're just going to talk about our favorite punk rock concerts, either or our first punk rock concert. Um, we just thought it was kind of a cool idea. Just kind of talk about some, you know, some memories and uh, some stuff that hit us right in the heart. In the heart. So, Steve, you know, why don't you just uh, start us off? I can do that, Jesse. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, so my first concert I've, I've ever been to was Sum 41. Sum 41. What year was that? Good uh, stuff. 2002. 2002. Where at? What venue? It was the Roy Wilkins Auditorium at the XL Energy Center. In St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes. Uh, so 20 years ago, 2002, 2022. Wow. Yes. Okay. So that's why I'm going to try my best to go to the Sum 41 concert that's oh. here this nice. year, so it's 20 years difference. 20 years. And also, I wow. don't know if they still sell ticket stubs like they used to, but I got to try to get one because I would like to put them together in a frame. I don't know if the myth does, but they still do. I got to see if well, I can get some of sort do. of... Oh, is the myth where it's at? Yeah, this one okay. this time, yeah, which I've never been to. I mean, I'm sure no matter what, you could print out your own ticket. It's probably not going to look like a stub, though. I know. I wish it did. You could you could probably design your own ticket stub, though, That's and, and do, put, though. All the, put all the info in there and just make yeah, it... Yeah, I should do that, because yeah. I think it'd be a fun thing, because that'd be cool. You know, 20 years difference. But yeah, my first concert, I remember asking my parents, could I go? Like, I want to bring my friend Brandon. It'll be fun. I think I want to say it was his first concert as well. Well... Once we went to that concert, it was boom, boom, boom. I was going to Warp Tours, going yeah. to everywhere after that. But this one was fun for me, specifically because I had a lot of firsts at it. I did my first crowd surfing experience. Nice. Wow. That was fun. That's um, awesome. Not to be uh, misogynistic or anything, but I saw f- my first time I ever saw two women kiss. Yep. That was pretty exciting I mean, hey, at the time. That, yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty exciting at the time. Okay. So hold on. 2002, how old were you? Uh, well, I would have been around 16. 16, okay, cool. Yep, because I graduated in 2004, but it was, but uh, my parents were like, yeah, sure, but you know, it's, it was in St. Paul, so my uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time, eventually becoming my stepdad, thought, you know, he's like, well, I don't really know how this works. I've been to concerts myself. I don't really know what it's like, so we ended up going there. I don't know if you guys remember what it was like there, but I remember oh, it yeah. being just a bright room. Mm-hmm. Where they would sell merch and okay. other things like beer and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it would just go to the concert, and that's where my uh, stepdad hung out. He hung out there and drank beers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> While we were <laughs> While you were there doing the concert. Uh, Some 41 headlining. Okay. Opener was Autopilot Off. I've which, never even heard of them. Good band. Yeah. And okay. then the middle band was Goldfinger. Wow. Goldfinger. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. Another important moment of that experience was the drummer of goldfinger paid a fan to eat a twinkie out of his sweaty ass oh <laughs> on stage yes 
That, that would seem like it's got to be illegal or something. You'd think so. Yeah. But it was pretty, it was pretty entertaining Damn. for my 16-year-old self. Well, okay. So think about Goldfinger because they... I might have been... Yeah, I was probably 15. It was right before I turned 16, okay. I think. Well, Goldfinger was around well before some 41. Yep. So that probably felt weird for them. Maybe. Well, because I remember seeing uh, Bad Religion open for Blink-182. Right. And Bad Religion... I mean, I could just tell that they were just not happy. I mean... I'm sure, I think they, I mean, who knows, they might be friends with Blink or whatever, but like they literally were asking a crowd, they're like, who here has even heard of us? Right. Because there were so many young, because it was during, yeah, still yeah, during yeah. the MTV yeah, yeah. Blink-182 thing. But I remember, so I would have, I don't know, maybe Goldfinger was like cool with it. Because they weren't like, they never got like, they had like the one radio hit. Yeah, there were like two hit wonders they had. Whatever, like Here in Your Bedroom. Oh, that one too, yeah. But then that oh. uh, Superman was Superman, really famous. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, Tony yeah. Hawk's pro skater. Um, and then yep. they had the cover of 99 Red Balloons. Oh, sure. Which yeah, is yeah, pretty big. Yeah, which, yeah. It's, a, it's good, but covers, I don't like I don't like when bands get popular. Some people do, though. I know. It's a good song. <laughs> I just don't do. like when bands get popular because of covers. Right, right. Anyway, so that's, okay, cool. Interesting. So, yeah, that was a big experience for me. And like I said before, it really, like, opened the floodgates. Yeah. What album some 41 album like what was this their first big tour or uh yeah well they they had like an ep before that okay uh called half hour of power but this was their first debut major label album which was called all killer no filler oh yeah i had that album yep yep great album i'm sure these guys will make fun of me as this podcast goes on but i raged against a lot of the bands that came after blink 182 as Mm -hmm. being just like manufactured pop punk for bandwagon bands yes <laughs> so anyway so i took me a while but i couldn't deny when i listened to some 41 i was like okay fine it's pretty catchy and their their guitar tones so clean like the, the distortion everything's so clean can you guess the producer no shit yeah is it really yeah jerry finn yeah okay so all four of the episodes that we've done so far this is the fourth of, of like talking about uh bands and albums yep jerry finn has had his hand in if not produced yep will you double check that i'm pretty sure i think the reason why i remember it mostly well obviously because it sounds great but i think their next album after that they wanted him back but somebody else wanted to produce it instead interesting okay well what a genius man and he apparently died so young yep just think if that guy was still around, like what amazing albums we would have. I don't know. Maybe music would be completely different. Producer Jerry Finn. Jeez. Yeah. I just, I'm, I've always been, anytime I listen to Sum 41, I've been like, that, how do they get their guitar tone that clean but still be distorted? Like it's just yep. so clean, man. Oh. Yep. It's pretty impressive. That's awesome. Okay. Oh, I, now was a great time. How about you guys? Tokes? That was a great show. For the record, that Did, was a great show. Oh, you were there? I was there. Yeah. Oh, what? oh, really? Yep. Wow. That was a great show. Nice. So many shows. Like, it's crazy. Like, hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, the best one being, for me, I can't even tell you what the first show was that I went to, but the best one by far was Green Day at First Ave. Oh, so jealous. Um, that was... I'm really so jealous. I'm actually, like, pissed off. <laughs> November 26th. I've been really upset with him that he got to go to the show, and I just didn't. And it's Why not, didn't it's not you? His, no, it's not his fault at all. I'm just upset that he got to go. Can you I, remember why you didn't go? Because I just wasn't fully, I think, into Green Day as much as you were at that point. Like, yeah. and, I, and I hadn't... I mean, I don't think I'd gone to... I had not gone to a concert. So it was like... Anyway, there's a lot of things. So I'm just jealous. That's all it is, because... After that, they blew up. Yeah, and they've never been in a small venue except no. by their choice since. And that, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the yep. best uh, concert I'd been to. The first Green Day concert for me. 
Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know, I mean, obviously, like we're in we're in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, USA, and. <laughs> What? What do you say? Like, well, because Minnesota, people, USA. People might listen to this from other countries. Oh well, sorry. Yeah. Don't, hey, come on, you had a podcast that didn't weren't people listening from other countries? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So we're in the states. So uh, anyway, there's this legendary venue in Minneapolis called First Ave, First Avenue. Um, I, I don't know the history behind it, but it's it's like it's just been here forever, and it's iconic, and it's an amazing place to see shows. That was the place. Yeah. Like, you, and it's small enough. It's small enough where yeah. you there was no bad place. Like no, you are close. You are you're close to the action no matter where you are. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Yeah, and it was just it was just such an awesome place. And then you go see shows there. And then as you're walking out the door, they're handing you free tickets to the next show. So we're get yeah. we're getting our tickets for the next. It was like every weekend. Yeah. Like my parents would would drive us to. And they would go just to people watch. Yeah. You know, so my parents, oddly enough, have been <laughs> to that. just as many shows as I have. You That's know? fantastic. So they'd Which, actually go to the show. They'd go to the show. Wow. They would actually get the tickets and oh, my parents wouldn't, wouldn't go to the shows as well. The shows they love people watching, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Just hundreds and hundreds of, like all the, all the pop punk. Yeah. You know, I never did see Screeching Weasel yeah. ever, but they weren't really touring then. And when they did tour, they didn't come to minnesota but you know like all those lookout records bands you know all those guys been to you know it was, it was just such an awesome time for music and that underground pop punk just seeing shows which was i mean it was underground but these shows were packed yeah. all the time and so it's it's weird because they weren't like mainstream pop music or whatever but the underground following was massive for these these bands oh yeah you know like mxpx and you know, yeah. all, like uh, Newfound Glory and just all these bands yeah. that like weren't did not ever really hit the mainstream world, but but they were huge. In they the, had in massive the followings everywhere they went, and they sold out shows. Just weren't. It was just it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, and you me. say MXPX, that, like that show sticks out in my mind. Seeing them at First Ave, yep. And it was, I don't know why, but if they sold oversold the show or what, but it was the. The show that I went to where there was so many people in there where it was to the point where it was, like, annoying. Like, the yeah. whole entire building. <laughs> like, you were jam-packed, and they were just pushing you tighter and tighter. And I remember being, like, pissed off because it was it was so tight. Like, the whole yeah. place. You couldn't escape it. There was also, uh, I think, the, the two... The two big ones for like smaller venues that were like really like we went to all the time were First Ave and The Quest. Yep. The Quest doesn't exist anymore, but uh, The Quest, I saw MXPX probably multiple times at The Quest. Yep. I don't know if I ever saw them at First Ave. I don't know if they ever played First Ave. They probably did. MX? MX. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. Oh, that, that was the one? Yeah, First Ave. Okay. It was jam packed. Oh, right. So that was a, you know, and then The Quest, yeah, meant many, many shows there. Good yeah. Charlotte, you're one of your favorite bands. Oh, I saw there, so. I played there I, once. I pre- what? performed. Yeah. You performed at the Quest. Yeah, Nuked Love it that. too on that. What was the? Was it the main room or was it the Ascot main room? room above? Really? With yeah. who? It was Loki. No shit. Yep. Look at this guy. Because we won like a, or we like it was like a sell tickets kind of band thing. Damn. Yeah. It was like a huge, like big competition. Remember those? We yeah. like almost, almost like close to headlining. We sold so many. Wow. We are in the presence of greatness. Right. <laughs> greatness. Yeah. Hey, it was cool. I love that. That's yeah. that's awesome, man. Anything, anything else, else, Chris? No. I could go on all day with the shows. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's well, so many. And I mean, I'll just kind of continue that. Like, 
you were doing that before I was. I, it seems like that was happening mid '90s all the way through. Because you would, you'd you'd go see a show, and then they'd be handing out tickets for, a sh- and you look at that, and you're like, I love this band, and yeah. I just got a free ticket to this, this show. You know, it's yep. just like so. I have two. My first, so my first punk rock show ever was uh, the Offspring during their Ixnay and the Ombre tour, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. I'm going to get Tokes to love it at some point. He's notoriously been an anti, not anti, he just never really was a fan of the offspring. And I think we've come to the reason, which is because there was, who knows if it's even true or not, but it seems back in the day that there were, because Green Day and the offspring came out pretty close to each other with Dookie and offspring smash, right? And they were kind of both credited as bringing punk rock to the mainstream in the uh, alternative world, the 90s alternative scene, right? Yeah. Anyway. Love the offspring, always have since you know, Smash. And then I've got you know, once they became popular, I got I've gone back to you know, their older albums and I love their older albums and whatever. So, Ixnay and the Ombre came out, which has my favorite, my all time favorite offspring song on it, which is All I Want. All I Want is an amazing song, anyway. But it was kind of like similar to what Steve said, and and it was well, you, you too, is like. My parents had to drive us, yeah. so it was me and it was me and my buddies, and it was at I think it was at Roy Wilkins, uh, the Roy Wilkins Auditorium, yep. in St. Paul, Minnesota, and my parents had to drop us off, and there's no way they were coming in because they wouldn't couldn't handle they would not handle that shit. Uh, but we were so young, and I think we might have been 16 or I don't know what you know. We're sitting there, and literally, like you know, we were like, oh, I smell marijuana, I think. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It was just like, whoa, we're in like an adult world right now. This is crazy. But yeah, I mean, I don't remember anything specific about the concert except for we liked it. But that was my Was there any opening bands? I can't remember who opened for them. I I could look it up. Um, But yeah, that was like my that was my first punk rock concert. Um, The all my all time favorite punk rock concert was also at First Avenue in Minneapolis. It was crazy to me because it was three of my favorite bands at the time opening for a band that I'd never really listened to. Really? Yeah. So it was, um, and I th- I want to say I might have gotten free tickets to this show, which would be crazy if I did because it's insane. It was the first opener, the opener opener band <laughs> was Newfound Glory. Yeah. Nice. Then it was, I think, Saves the Day. Oh, wow. And then Alkaline Trio opening for Face to Face. And Face to Face is like, you know, a legendary. Yep. All legendary the, bands, technically. Like they well, all, yeah, like, all, yeah. Yeah, they were all yeah important it, what's the uh, what's the word i'm looking for legend uh, kind of like pioneer like face-to-face kind of punk rock pioneers right you yep. i had not heard of them but i'm like i love these bands they are opening for who the fuck is face-to-face right <laughs> and then i'm like oh they're like they're legends okay so i bought one of their albums just one I randomly i just like went to this i probably went to best buy picked one album i just like oh face-to-face bought it love it it's a great album um have not really listened to any other face-to-face albums really since even though i should Luckily, I really liked pretty much all the songs, or almost all the songs in the album. They played the majority of their set was from that CD, so I was oh. like, I, so I was like, oh yes, this got is lucky. Great. But got to see Newfound Glory, and Newfound Glory, it was their first big tour, and dude was has had already basically lost his voice. Yeah. And so, but the cool thing we like we talk about is having is being like this underground scene where you have already have so many fans, even though you're like not a mainstream whatever. Like he was like he even said he's like look. I have not toured like this before, and my voice is gone. He's like, if you know the lyrics, please help me out and like sing along with me. And everybody did because everybody that's, and that's like, awesome, so cool. And then you know, saves the day, and of course, Alkaline Trio, all three 
Um, Alkaline Trio is one of my favorite bands of all time to this day. Love them to death. Uh, Saves the Day is good. Saves the Day changed quite a bit. They were like pretty pop punk in the beginning. And their newer stuff, their newer stuff is like, to me, it's like nowhere near punk rock. Yeah, they're very good in the beginning. Yeah, and I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just kind of like, whoa, you guys, you guys. I mean, it's fine. Bands just change and do different things, but I don't consider it punk rock anymore. Uh, Newfound Glory has been has been great. I think their earlier stuff is the best stuff they've done. Um, Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of my thing. But totally, Tokes like going to shows like four times, at least four times a week was just um, that was like such a great time. I missed I missed those those times because. So many awesome shows. Quick question about The Offspring. Yeah. You said Ixnay the Ombre. Ixnay and the Ombre. And that was their third album? Uh, fourth. Fourth album. They Would had, you say they're a, little, they're a little alternative more than pop I, punk, I'd right? I'd say, I'd, here's, here's the deal. I think they got more pop punk as their albums went on. That's what I was, yeah, Smash, that's what I was wondering. Like Smash, and I think Smash was definitely more in the alternative Yeah, because I was like, uh, gotta get away and stuff, right? Yeah, and uh, self-esteem. And, yep. Um, even though, but then... Ixnay got more into the punk, more into the punk feel, um, and then everything after that. And then Americana, Americana, and so on. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, before that, I'd say Ignition was before Smash, and Ignition was probably more in the realm of Smash. I mean, really, when Five Finger Death Punch did Gone Away, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> if I could start people on fire with my eyes, <laughs> yeah, it would be happening exactly. right now. Not in here. That's a that's a that's here. a damn depressing song, is what that is though. Yeah, yeah. it is a good tune though. Yeah, by Offspring. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before anything gets out of hand, maybe yeah. we should cut this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think it, that that does it. That was just a little glimpse into our uh, our concert life. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure and, we'll do more like weird yeah. small ones here or there. Yeah, we kind of figure like every fourth episode might be a you know like a little bonus track as, a as bonus we say. track yeah <laughs> a little hidden track a little hidden track maybe we'll have a hidden track 15 minutes into this podcast <laughs> so hang out for 15 minutes i'm gonna be there maybe maybe <laughs> what we could do is play a tim armstrong clip and we have to figure out what he's saying <laughs> okay that's uh that's it and uh we'll see you in the next episode of three punks in a pod yeah, yeah.